You got the. All right. Whenever you're ready. You got the video French then? Yes, it's recording. Yep. All right. I got the audio. I'll introduce us. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fitness for Thought. Today, we've got a guest with us, uh, Davey Jurgens. Thank you for being here. Uh, you are currently coaching at, is it CrossFit 8035? That's correct. Um, and you uh, certified in uh, personal training, nutrition, um, and CrossFit level one. Is that correct? Yep. And I have my USA weightlifting. Yep. USAW. Awesome. Um, former collegiate athlete. Uh, me and French first met Davey. Uh, when he was a personal trainer at Iowa Strength here in Independence. Um, and we wanted to have him on here today because he's pursuing kind of a similar career path as us. Um, and also, uh, it was pretty evident from just sharing a gym with you um, that you have uh, a very driven mindset. So um, we're happy to have you on and, and thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for, for having me on here. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Um, so I just kind of wanted to get into this, um, with asking you how you kind of got into fitness in the first place. Um, was it just mainly through that avenue of most people with sports or, um, could you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, like way back in the day, um, you know, like eighth grade, like going into freshman year of high school, um, we started to lift for football, whatever, like just very generalized, uh lifting program like nobody really had any idea what was going on we didn't have a strength coach or anything um and I was just kind of drawn to it um and then uh a buddy of mine we started sorry can you guys hear that yeah the dog oh it's it's pretty faint you're good yeah but okay but yeah, anyways, um, just kind of got drawn, drawn to it right away. Like I loved, uh, the process of it, like the progress, like obviously like beginner gains, like, you know, just doing anything in the gym is going to work for you. So like you see results really quickly. So I got into that and then I kind of, uh, me and my buddy, he was really into bodybuilding. So we started to work out together a lot. And so I started to train more of a like a bodybuilding style compared to like sports performance and I just kind of fell in love with that side of it and, like building the mind muscle connection and everything and uh pretty much took that and then you know watched you know YouTube videos and all that stuff uh to try to like be better about it throughout high school yeah and was it always kind of a um I know you went, you eventually went to uh, college to play sports. Was it always something that um, you thought you might do after college or did you not know you were going to kind of make a career out of it? Uh, yeah. Funny story with that. Like I didn't, one, I didn't know that I was going to make a career out of it um, until I kind of, like when I was in college, I kind of got, I call him my mentor. He was, uh, he was my strength coach and kind of showed me some different avenues with it but uh freshman year like you had to declare your major and they like handed me a sheet with a list full of majors 
I was like, man, I really should have thought about this before they handed me the sheet. <laughs> so I just looked down the list and I'm like, man, these all kind of suck. Uh, but there was one called exercise science. I was like, well, that sounds pretty interesting to me. Like I'll go with that. So, uh, yeah, just uh, on the seat of my pants, I, uh, pointed one out of a list and, and went with it and stuck with it all the way through college. Awesome. And now you're, uh, training, like I said, mentioned before you did train at Iowa strength. Now you're at CrossFit 8035. Um, have you, uh, been training at specific groups, just strictly CrossFit or is it kind of everybody or? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been like my coaching right now is, uh, like strictly CrossFit. Okay. Um, like a few personal training clients here and there, obviously, like you just meet their needs. Like I have a well-rounded background, so like I can match whatever, but I really enjoy um, coaching the Olympic lifts, yep. you know, the snatch and clean and jerk for sure. Uh, but coaching CrossFit classes compared to one-on-one -on -one training has been, um, surprisingly, I, I like it a lot more. Yeah, I was just going to ask, so you've been enjoying it a lot lately there. And um, you've also been competing, I've been seeing too. Yeah, yep, full uh, full steam on the competing side as well. So balancing uh, myself as an athlete and then as a coach in my profession yeah. um, is something I've been figuring out for the past two years. Yeah, and um, it's gotta be, I know um, Des Moines, that's, that's quite a bit bigger uh, than Independence has that, uh, kind of opened up some more opportunities, maybe push you to grow a little bit, learn a lot more from, from different people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I love independence. I love my time there. Uh, training at Iowa strength is definitely, uh, definitely hold a special place in my heart with my time there, but I moved to Des Moines with the intention of training CrossFit at 8035. Um, to push myself as an athlete, but it's also pushed me on the professional side too. So like, obviously there's some good coaches in the area. There's good other, there's good CrossFit coaches all around the Metro. Um, and then like, I think in a couple of years, I really want to pursue the avenue of like strictly Olympic lifting coaching or like the sport of weightlifting. Um, so there's some, there's a few pretty good coaches in the area that I want to, uh, you know, be on the same level as, as someday. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, it's kind of cool to see you make that jump and, and hear about some of the kind of next or the, some of your future goals. Would you say, um, what other, what other kind of fitness related goals do you have in the future? Maybe on the competing side of things. Um, for competing, uh, so this past year, uh, beginning of June, our team, my, myself and my team, uh, competed Granite Games up in Minnesota, which is a semifinal event for CrossFit. So it's the step right before you go to the actual CrossFit Games. So um, the top five move on, and we tied for 10th. Uh, but so it's uh, like a little wake-up call that that the games is within reaching distance so that's definitely the goal going in next year and we have everybody already already training for it so it's pretty exciting 
Yeah, that's awesome. Um, has that been a nice transition? I know a lot of times uh, athletes have trouble after college kind of scratching their competitive itch. Has that kind of been nice for you to still compete in that way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially like um, when I was at Iowa Strength, you know, I tried a couple different things. Like uh, I did the powerlifting meet. Um, I trained for the strongman meets. Uh, I did the Olympic weightlifting meet and they were all fun, but they like, they weren't very fulfilling. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it was just like, oh, like just kind of underwhelming. And then when I did my first CrossFit competition, um, that was a whole new beast to deal with. Yeah, I and that that fire. It's it was definitely like I'll say it's it's a lot more fulfilling to be fitter than somebody than it is to just simply like be stronger than somebody or or um like better or be faster. Like to have that whole spectrum to be completely fitter than somebody is pretty pretty fun. Yeah. And you also have that team aspect there too, especially if you're competing with groups of people that kind of brings you back to maybe the um, more sports style uh, competition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like a lot of, so I did a lot of uh, like local competitions around the area. And so most of those are like two person competitions. Um, so like transitioning from that to like a four person team. So our team is two males and two females. Um, and just, Dealing with that team culture compared to having like a coach there, like preaching culture, culture, um, just developing those relationships with that team is like post college has been has uh, been fun to fun to do in a, a challenge all in itself. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I don't mean to step over your toes, French. I know you had some questions about um, maybe the college as college athlete aspect of it because you're kind of in that lane too yeah definitely so I guess first off when you were when you were at Simpson who was Pete the strength coach there was Pete Trainer the strength coach yeah absolutely yep all right sweet yeah so like you mentioned him as being kind of like a mentor to you and I've actually interned under Pete he's coaching at Urbandale now and I can definitely speak to that he's great coach even better guy so Kind of what can you kind of talk about the importance of like having someone to, you know, guide you along the way and like what you've gotten out of that relationship and how it's helped you get to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like I can't say enough enough good things about about Pete Trainer there. He was uh he wasn't the original strength coach my freshman year. I think he came in soft my sophomore year um and then I was a UG underneath him like an undergraduate assistant for the strength conditioning and just got to know him really well like obviously like he's a great coach and and a great guy outside of out of coaching and really just had a had a lot to learn from him um in both those aspects as a coach and as you know the man I want to be in the future so we had a had a lot of chats and we did like a book club. So like we got to dive into some like the mindset of, of some stuff. 
and it was really it was really good to uh i'm really glad i had the experience to win from him yeah that's awesome i think a lot of people when they leave college that's kind of the end of their learning to an extent they don't have people hovering over them telling them to hit the books and stuff like that so i think it's definitely good to have mentors like that that you can go back to and continually learn from another thing i wanted to ask you was you know what's the biggest thing you took away from being a college athlete whether that's you know whether it's something that translated to your competitive edge now in crossfit or just like life in general what's the biggest thing you got from that um that's a great question um obviously like being a two-sport athlete with football going right into track like I didn't have a whole lot of time for you know messing around outside of that I was pretty uh pretty straightforward on the path of of just trying to be the best athlete I could so you know dialing in the nutrition um not partying a whole lot and and all that fun stuff um but it definitely like as it transfers to CrossFit like that competitive experience in you know uh from college has been really helpful dealing with those high pressure situations you know like definitely learned to thrive from from that pressure rather than getting crumbled by it um so that's been really helpful in CrossFit and then obviously just the general athleticism because you never know what's going to get thrown at you and then obviously for for life and the man kind of being like those go hand in hand like you hear it all the time um sports is teaching you you know characteristics of life you know uh like being disciplined being honest integrity you know all those characters that you need to be a good athlete uh transfer over to being a good person like uh a famous not famous but a well-known crossfit coach ben Bergeron says you know good athletes or good people make good athletes so i think you know if you focus on uh, who you are as a person, it's going to transfer over who you are as an athlete. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love that take. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. What are some things, if anything, that you wish you would have started doing like earlier, whether that be in your fitness journey or like in your career as like a fitness professional, like something that you've incorporated over the years that you were like dang like I should have been doing this a long time ago this would have really helped me out um you know I uh I, I probably should have done more social media to be honest with you um for the coaching side you know I'm not a not huge on the social media but now and day uh, it's kind of, it's almost necessary for the profession to kind of be a, put yourself out there. So, um, like, I really like what you're doing French. Like I said, I watch your videos and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just your simple tips, your, uh, you know, your nutrition tips, uh, like your mobility, your stretching, um, all that, all that good content, content that you're sharing. It's kind of stuff I wish I would have started in college. So, yeah. That's, I think that's, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's kind of weird because social media can be synonymous with like distraction and not being productive yet. It's almost kind of vital in a lot of careers that you be on it to an extent 
but I think where a lot of people go wrong is they become too much of a consumer and not as much as like a creator or a producer. Like they consume all the content, but they don't put anything out. And so they don't really get as much in return as they could have. So that's definitely, I definitely believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And going off that, like, what are some things that, you know, obviously you work in Des Moines, a lot of people, a lot of competition, a lot of opportunity. So what are some things that you have done or like, what were some, what are some tips you would give to like market yourself or present yourself in a, you know, good manner effectively without just trying to sell people bullshit and still being like true to like, what's actually going to help people. Uh, yes, that's a good question as well. Like, honestly, like if you have a good social media, um, page that's going to help but like we have a pretty good gym like we have i mean we have a great gym uh but we have a pretty good amount of members and then obviously coaching classes just putting my face in front of all those um members and getting to know like each one of them personally and i think that just kind of helps build those relationships and then you know that is huge network for you um so like you know, it's about, you hear that old saying, like, it's about who you know, not what you know. So just building good relationships with all those members, um, you know, that kind of gets your name out there. And, you know, if you're a good coach, they're going to say you're a good coach. If you're a crappy coach, they're going to tell people. But uh, I think I've been, been doing a pretty good job so far. Awesome. Yeah. No, I, I guess someone that I would consider a mentor to me, he told me that who you know will get you the job, but what you know will keep you the job. So you got to have a little bit of both. It definitely helps to know people, but at the end of the day, if you're not good at what you do, you're going to be exposed for that and your success is going to come to an end. So you got to have a balance. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I like that. That brings a little bit more full circle to that saying. Yeah, for sure. Nolan, do you got any other yeah. questions here? Yeah. So, um, one of the things I want I wanted to ask was um, for not just for people pursuing a career in fitness, but for just everyday people, what's one, I guess you could say habit that you would recommend developing, whether that's reading or, you know, really focusing on your nutrition or sleep or what's one thing that you think, because I feel like it's, a, you're really good about doing a lot of the little stuff, um, which some people might not see. Uh, but um, what's one thing you think people could could do like you would recommend to someone off the street? Uh, sorry, you cut out there a little bit at the end. Uh, you said, what's one thing to recommend people for for what? Yeah. So just what's one general habit that you think everyone should develop other than just strictly exercising? Uh, for like to like to live a, like a, just a better life in general. Yeah. Um, I would definitely, uh, like besides, you know, exercising definitely nutrition should be um the list like 
you don't need to um like eat like i do by any means or like uh probably like you too as well um but like having you know a mostly unprocessed diet you know three solid meals a day um you know with lean protein it's just going to help everything in your life you know um so i'm a nutrition coach as well and a lot of people like just getting them to eat the, the proper amount gives them uh you know energy throughout the day that, that they didn't have before you know, like i've had some clients you know that were drinking like four or five cups of coffee today and now i got them down to no cups of coffee or like one a day just because they have more natural energy from just eating better so definitely definitely nutrition high quality nutrition would be the biggest one yeah i think that's huge i don't think people realize how much they're how much energy they're leaving on the table just by not eating and it's a compounding effect i mean it just ruins so many other aspects of your life. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a great one. Um, when it comes to people who are looking to maybe follow in a path that you did or something similar, kind of guys like us, um, other than, you know, I, I know you mentioned um, that you would probably wish you would have um, started the social media thing earlier, but What's one thing that you would recommend for someone pursuing a career in fitness? Um, I would definitely say like real world experience for sure. Get some, get some kind of experience underneath your belt, whether that's, you know, um, an internship or shadowing uh, a coach or a trainer or something like all the base knowledge that you get in college is great. Um, it's, it's helpful to an extent, but like, you know, for example, like we would get a case study in college, like here's, you know, 55 year old Susie who has COPD um, and other health issues. Like most of the time, you're not going to get a client like that walking in the door. You know, some of those, those cases were a little far-fetched, but more real world experience. It's like, okay. I'm going to deal with Sally, who has three kids at home, um, works a stressful job, but needs to eat better and um, get some fitness in her life. You know, how do I how do I tackle that situation compared to, you know, whatever random cases? So definitely real world experience is going to is going to go way further than um, the book knowledge that, that we got in college. Yeah, I think that's, that's super true. Um, and a lot of, I mean, that's the case with a lot of things you really don't know until you jump into it, but especially with, uh, with our profession, a lot of times, because a lot of it is about building relationships and trying to express to people a way, you know, you know what they need to do, but it's the way that you tell them so that they actually do it instead of, you know, just fluffing it off. I mean, you can only do so much with them during the session, um, a lot of the work has to be done by them outside of the session. So yeah, I think that's, that's a great tip. Um, Can I build off that real quick? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So just to kind of ask you something off that, um, do you have any tips for kind of navigating like, cause in my experience, from what I've experienced, like strength and conditioning for sure. And I'm sure like personal training and stuff like that, is definitely similar because a lot of people that get into those type of jobs, they initially get into it because they were 
an athlete at some point and they loved to exercise. They loved the process of, you know, physical fitness. And it's a super competitive environment, especially when, you know, I know in the college strength and conditioning setting, it's super tough to get a good job. You know, you have a lot of people that are making well below minimum wage when you equate it out to the hours worked. And then you have a few people at the top that are making all the money. And it's just kind of like ruthless, a ruthless cycle. And I'm sure during like in like personal training and stuff like that, it's probably pretty similar. Are there any tips that you would have to navigate that, you know, competitive environment? Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, just keep honing your craft. Um, obviously, you know, if whatever you're doing, you should try to be the best at it. Um, so, you know, put your, there um don't be afraid to be vulnerable and definitely definitely be coachable always you know be a sponge always be consuming knowledge and 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 making that your own um way and then i think doing that like you know you'll you'll create your you'll create your own brain for yourself and i think that'll take you a long way if you you know if you commit to that continual growth and i think you can stick it out longer than most people and climb that ladder yeah. Awesome. Sometimes it's just a matter of not even outworking, but outlasting the people that are just kind of in it to try to make a lot of money and their heart's not really in it. So you got to kind of make sure you're in it for the right reasons and kind of just be persistent with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, like uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, a while back, you know, Andy Priscilla, the first form, CEO or whatever creator uh like he was talking about you know just outlasting the other companies like you know just stick with it and you're just going to climb those tiers um just by simply you know outlasting the people and not giving up yeah that's a really good point um I can't remember who said it but he has he's it's an entrepreneur of some sort and he has he has a like a four-part system where it's outwork out learn out strategize and then the last one is outlast so like i mean in today's world like it's kind of a no-brainer that yeah you have to work hard everybody works hard like that isn't going to be most cases that's not going to be enough to get to where you want to be if you have ambitious goals unless you're just extremely talented you got to be able to be persistent over time continually learn not let your ego get too big and continually try to improve so that's a good point yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like that tier system a lot. Um, it's so true. You know, so many people um, will do something for, for a year or two and then, you know, not see the progress they wanted and give up. Yeah, no, it's tough. I think especially in today's world, there's, you know, you can get, you can order f- food on your phone and it can be there in 10 minutes. A lot of like instant gratification. Uh, you can live a pretty comfortable life without really having to try super hard but if you want to really get to you know the higher levels or whatever your goals are it's going to take hard work obviously but I think time is always going to be part of the equation and it can either work with you or it can work work against you whether you're using your time well or wasting it so yeah absolutely um one of the things I wanted to ask you is um from pretty much from the get-go when I would uh, first run into you at Iowa Strength, one of the things I admired about you so much was 
um, your mindset of just being so driven. Um, would you say that was developed over time? Or I guess a better question would be, what do you think, what would be a piece of advice that you can give to someone to kind of develop that edge? Do you think it takes just years of discipline or was there something, some sort of mantra that clicked with you? Um, or is that kind of just how you've always been? Uh, a little bit of both. I think it's kind of been, I think it's, it, I think it's in my hardwiring. Like it's, it's part of who I've, I've been kind of thinking back on, you know, I thought about that a lot, but, but it's also like a skill that you develop too. Like, um, you know, my mindset is kind of like, nothing will deter me. Like there's no roadblock that get in my way that will, that will stop me. Like you'll have to, you have to put, you'll have to be throwing dirt on my grave before, before I stop what I, what I want to do. But, uh, if you want to like, Oh, like a cool story that I think about, um, sometimes like thinking about like where that work ethic, that discipline came from. I, uh, So like back to like the early days of just starting working out um, back to like the eighth grade, ninth grade, the freshman year of high school. So we had a, we had hand cleans in our program and obviously like the technique was awful and I didn't, didn't know what I was doing, but uh, the lightest uh, like rubber bumper plates that we had were uh, 25s. So like on the bar, it's 95 pounds. And I wasn't strong enough to do it. <laughs> so we would uh we would do our lifting and then we would go do our, like our speed training or whatever. And then like people would shower and go get ready for school. After speed training, I was so embarrassed that I couldn't do, you know, 95 pounds. I would uh I'd go back into the weight room, throw the metal fives on the bar or metal tens or whatever it was, and I would just crank out as many reps as I could. Just just nonstop and you know at the time when I was you know 14 years old or whatever you know like I didn't think twice about it it just felt like the right thing to do like I needed to you know get to that get strong enough so I could uh put on the bumper plates like everybody else could yeah but now I think about that it's like oh I've always kind of had that that drive yeah always had that competitive edge and that drive. Um, yeah, I, th I, I love that. I love that mindset that kind of um, like, there's nothing that can stop me. Uh, and yeah, I know, I know that takes time to develop, but um, I just have always admired that about you. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you um, was when you do, when you made the transition to CrossFit, did you find that there was a, um, it, it seems like the general consensus is they have a very supportive culture and a lot of people that are willing to push each other. Did you, did you notice that right away? Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely like CrossFit, like as much crap and backlash they get for like being like a, a culture whatever like uh, especially in the early days uh, it is it is a, a one of the best like uh communities to be a part of it's one of the most inclusive i think um you know people of any race any um any, of any disability like uh 
you know, of any walk of life and can walk into that, into a CrossFit gym and, and, and get a good workout in. Yeah. Yeah. I've always heard that from many of my friends who are involved in CrossFit and um, it's just nice to hear that uh, validated again. Um, but yeah. Uh, French, I got a couple more questions, but I, I'm not trying to step on your toes. Do you have any other questions for Davey? Yeah, I just came up with one real quick. Um, nothing crazy, but so you moved from your previous job at Iowa Strength and Independence to Des Moines. Now, I'm not sure the exact population of Independence, but I know it's less than 10,000. I'm almost About certain. six, I think. Yeah, 6,000. And then Des Moines, obviously, when you figure in the metro area, probably at least half a million people. And I mean, seems like everybody's moving there you know the the suburbs around it are just getting bigger it's very attractive for young professionals because of the cost of living and all that good stuff how big of a part does location play a role in you know opportunity and growth as a coach like as a fitness professional in your experience uh i would say you know it location is is huge um you know, especially, so like, like a good example for like personal training, um, like what I charge now down in Des Moines is I'm able to make more money than I was able to charge when I was at Independence, you know, just the different, difference in population in the, um, you know, the amount of people to, to, uh, it's going to be somebody that's going to your fair price, you know, pay you what, what you're worth. Um, and then obviously like uh, to go off of that as well, like, you know, there's just more competition down here, um, both, you know, professionally as a coach and on the athlete side, like, so you're just constantly just being pushed to, to be better, you know, um, like obviously like for me personally, it's not a, I'm a pretty self-driven person, so I'm always, like, pushing to be better. But, you know, if you're at a small town, like, um, you know, it'd probably be pretty easy to get complacent with, with your knowledge. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that there's, like – um, do you think that the bigger the better? Like, could you ever see yourself moving to, like, a Chicago or, like, a Kansas City or something like that to even, like, up the competition and opportunity a little bit more? Or what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I, I would, if an opportunity ever presented itself, um, you know, but it, it would take a good opportunity, but I like the Des Moines area, um, you know, and I like being in Iowa kind of, uh, like, I just like the, like the mindset, like if you come from Iowa, uh, you know, you should be a little tougher, you can be a little rougher around the edges. So, um. I like it here, but, you know, like I said, if there's ever an opportunity, I would maybe go, go bigger. For sure. Awesome. Yeah, that, that is awesome. Um, I, I've always wanted to ask, I um, usually try to ask most people um, when I, when I see them, uh, what, do you have any book recommendations that like flipped a switch in your mind? Because I feel like that's one thing that um, we share in common with a lot of people who have, who are just, um, very self, self-improvement driven. Um, they usually read quite a bit. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, like my favorite book, um, I actually gifted it to Chris uh, Dunn by strength before, before I left there, just kind of as a thank you. Uh, it's called The Time Traveler's Gift. Uh, so I, I definitely like that one. It goes through, it's a pretty easy read, but it just kind of goes through some um, you know, general characteristics to, uh, to focus on in your life. In a, in a cool story format so um i really like that one time traveler's gift and then i've re read a lot of other books um you know uh like right now i'm currently reading matt frazier's hard work pays off book um and that's just interesting to hear from his perspective and uh, a couple other ones i have um you know, uh, a good one is uh, Lead for God's Sake. Uh, I have it here, actually. Um, so that's that's a really good one. Um, if you want to be a leader, The Dichotomy of Leadership by Chaco Willink is really good. Um, those, those two have been good for uh, leading, leading me in my professional career. Um, and just being a leader in general. And then I always like the saying, master, master the mundane, like doing all the little things every day um, over and over correctly. So another one by Andy Andrews here is uh, the little things. So, um, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand with that. Like the little things are easy to do, but just as easy not to do. So like just doing the daily disciplines uh, um, correctly into your full potential every day is, is good. Yeah, those are all, I'll have to check some of those out. Um, I've, I've heard, I've read Dichotomy of Leadership. Um, that one's really good. Um, and when you said, when you were describing the little things, that sounds a lot like the book I'm reading now that French actually lent me um, called The Slight Edge. So it's exactly um, what I thought. Yeah, so just as easy to do, just as easy not to I'll do. I'll definitely check those out. So, um, French, do you have any other questions? You answered everything I wanted to know. Yeah, um, we uh, we appreciate you being on. We don't want to keep you too long. Um, do you have any final uh, advice for us or anything you want to say? Uh, yeah, I want to I want to ask you guys a question. Um, but obviously, uh, for that, I, I'll, I'll connect with you guys outside of this. I would definitely like to to get some of your book recommendations and everything like that too. Um, yeah. But uh, a question I got for you guys: something that was asked to me when I was in college that kind of stuck with me. Um, and it it goes. I'll probably butcher it a little bit, but it's it goes along the lines of like, how do you how do you like define yourself like uh, as a person? Like, what do you identify as? So um, like in college, I said, you know, I'm an athlete, you know? So um, being able to identify or what you identify as and then being able to, de to decouple that um, and take that away. So for example, like in college, when I was asked that, I said, oh, like I'm a football player, I'm an athlete. And then the follow-up question is, um, 
who are you if that's taken away? Like, if you are no longer an athlete, if you're no longer a football player, like, who are you as a person without that identification? Um, so that's just something you guys, I'd like you guys to think about. Um, it really helped me out along the way because, you know, so many people are, are stuck in their identification. Um, you know, whether it's any profession, like, oh, I'm a doctor, okay. Or, oh, um, you know, I'm a financial advisor or something. Whatever people identify as, take that away from the picture and then figure out who you are as a person without that. Yeah. How do you think that, like, holds people back if they can't, like, remove their identity and figure out who they really are? Um, I just, I think it, like, at least in my case, um, I think it, it, it puts cap, it puts a ceiling on your potential of, of who you can be. So like, if I only live my life as an athlete, like I'm cutting myself on short on, on what I can be in, in every other area of my life. For sure. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's an awesome question. Cause I mean, we're quick to put a label on everything, whether it's a person or a group of people or ourselves. And I think it's, it's definitely good to be able to step back and uh, kind of separate from that. So I'll have to think about that for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Davey, thank you so much for being on. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, I, I can, I think I can speak for both French and I that, um, we've always kind of looked, looked up to the way that you've done it. I think you've done it right. Um, you just always put in the work. So we appreciate that. Um, and we appreciate you taking the time to do this. Give us a little bit of, a uh, little bit of advice and, um, wish you nothing but the best and we'll, we'll connect with you soon here. So thank you for being on. Yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah. I appreciate, appreciate it. Um, both you guys and like, I know as much as, as I can give you, I, I, I learned from you guys too. So I, I appreciate that. Look up to both of you guys. Um, you guys are both well on the right path as well. So I'm excited to see where future takes both of you guys. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yep. All right. Well, we'll talk soon, baby. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you, man. You guys. Thanks. Peace.